TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure, as always, even though he's on the other side of the country, the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, I miss him like crazy. You know who I'm talking about, the rock star himself, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. Hello, brother. Thanks for the beautiful, kind intro. I always love receiving a great intro from you. One day we should flip it so I can do it for you. Mate, I seriously miss you. I'm looking at you on Skype. You look great, but, you know, there's just a little speck missing in you as there is a little speck missing in me, and it's the presence of each other around each other. No, we don't spend any time together anymore. Since we stopped recording 100 Not Out on video, where we were doing that four times a year, 13 episodes, bang, 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 it's just not the same without you, don't know. (laughs) I know. I know, Piercy. And you're firing on all four cylinders, you know, you're traveling around the country, doing great things with Bread Hill, uh, which is looking really great, what you guys are well, up you're to. Well, you're moment. not traveling all around the country and doing great things as well? Not to the same extent as oh. what you are. Like, you're oh. doing some great things. Mate, you can't say life. that. You, life, that's you, you're, you're just keeping your cards very close to your chest, and I'm not going to pull your forearm out to expose those cards, but... <laughs> All I'll say to our listeners is just watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'll say. Uh, now, don't, watch it. don't watch it too tightly. Now, I, um, you, are, you, you are spot on though. There's been big news going on at the Wellness Couch. The, the Wellness Base Camp has been recently released and it's been a very popular, very popular choice. The, the people are pumping, Damo. They, I had a call from a lady, Natalie, in Mackay the other day. And yeah. She said, I've always wanted to go to wellness summits. I really wanted to get to the last two and I couldn't for various reasons. And uh, she is jumping out of her skin that she gets to go just down to Brisbane, even though she got to hop on a plane. She yep. is hopping down to Brisbane um, to get along to a wellness couch event. And um, the people are voting with their feet um, or their wallets or whatever you like to call it with their values on time. And they are coming along to wellness couch events in 2018, which is very, very exciting. Yeah, it is. Well done. Yep, very, very, very well done. It's uh, it's it's an exciting time for the couch and uh, under good leadership too. Well done, PC. <laughs> Thanks, Legend. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of missing each other, yep. uh, recently took a trip to Sydney. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Let's to, talk about that. To see Eddie Jarko and you and I, I was attempting to organise dates and you were, if we, if we could have done it one day earlier, we could have seen each other. Yeah. But it just wasn't to be this time. But, um, but, you had the pleasure of seeing Eddie Jarko in the flesh a couple of years ago, 2015. Uh, was it Mentone? I always get confused with the grammars. Mentone grammar? Uh, Melbourne, Melbourne grammar. grammar. Sorry, yeah. my auntie used to teach at Mentone grammar. So I'm always getting confused with Mentone and Melbourne grammar. Anyway, so you saw the great Eddie Jarku at Melbourne grammar, 2015 mm. it was. Yeah, wow. Because I listened back to this. For those listeners that aren't familiar, episodes 103 and 104, we're literally talking November 2015, um, we interviewed Holocaust survivor Eddie Jaku. And we said, Damo, on that interview, Eddie, when, when it next works, we will come up and, and meet with you and go on a tour of the museum. 
And I was listening back to this interview literally on my way to meet Eddie going, gee whiz, well, two years in the making, even though both of us didn't get to get there, one rep- a representative of 100 Not Out was able to a fitting go representative too, you know, like you know, the, the, a perfect representative for 100 Not Out to be there because <laughs> I know how much it buzzes you up. You love it. Uh, well, anyway, we went out it for a... you up. Oh, it's it so seriously exciting. does. We, we went out for a romantic morning tea slash early <laughs> lunch and we just... We just spoke like mates he pulled out his envelope of his family photos and told me stories of children and grandchildren and survival and holocaust and any all all, just all matter of stories just a phenomenal time and i didn't want to record it there's a part of me that was like let's just you know sometimes there are there are times to record and there are times to not record but I must say, Damo, towards the end of the day, as I was becoming more nostalgic, we probably had about three hours together. I was like, "No, I can't, I can't let this go." Were you by. just having tea, or did you get stuck into a few little shandies, couple of little sherries, or? Oh, what did look, you? the time of the day was more tea and coffee worthy. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was eleven o'clock. Oh well, that's eleven till like, about that's <laughs> one o'clock in New Zealand. <laughs> Surely, yeah, absolutely. Surely. No, we finished off on a coffee and a good chat uh, towards the end of the day. But um, I just couldn't help myself, uh, Damo, that he was sharing so much gold and, and wisdom, which he shared on the interview, uh, mm-hmm. which we did with him a couple of years ago. Uh, but I had to press record. And I just said to Eddie, Eddie, it's just too good to not share with our listeners. And so I just pulled out the iPhone. So the quality of the audio is not not the world's best, but I pulled out the yeah. iPhone, stuck yep. in a little microphone, and um, yep. and recorded just a ten or fifteen minute chat with mm. with Eddie Jaku. So well, I personally can't wait to listen to it, mate. I just can't wait to listen to the the time you guys had, the questions, the conversation that you shared. Like I'm really looking forward to listening to it. And I say that genuinely because I haven't listened to it yet. And and Marcus has said to me, Damien, let's do a little introduction for this this edition of this week's 100 Not Out. And and I have no idea even if it's good. I just assume that it is um, because Marcus well, has has done it. So. I can't wait to hear it. I All I'm going to say is it's definitely not good because I'm there because my questions, I'm a bit fumbly because it's uh, – I feel like I wanted to kind of re- – not rehash but I wanted to bring up a lot of the great things that he'd said throughout the day. But you know when you get interviewed, the, the second time and the third time and fourth time you say something is not necessarily as buzzy as the first time. It's kind of like when you ask a comedian to be funny. Kind of, tell me a joke. Tell yeah, me a tell joke. me a joke. <laughs> Although I must uh, say, you are really good at that. You are so good. If I walked up to you and said, "Damo, tell me a joke," you're like, "All right, I'll go on for you." But, but did you hear about the farmer? In- <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you that joke. Uh, oh man. So anyway, um, the two the two guys in uh, in who walked into the bar. <laughs> I won't tell you, I won't tell you Even though time. you've told me that joke about 78 <laughs> times, I just I get a little bit. I just, still tears, gets funny. The tears still. well up before the joke even starts. Um, still gets funny. Speaking of tears, I must give a shout out. We must give a shout out to Jenny Andrews, who's coming with us to Ikaria yes. in uh, 2018. But Jenny sent a heartfelt message yesterday over email. I'm going to bring it up here because um, Good I'm, idea. Just going to, I'm just going to read it out because uh, this is going to be the third week in a row that we have featured the Holocaust on 100 Not Out. And let's just make everyone aware that it's, we're not a Holocaust podcast, but a Holocaust and the survivors and we're not of the Jewish. Holocaust. We're and not Jewish. You and I aren't Jewish. We're both, both Catholic. Yes, yeah, so I was raised Catholic. I don't know if I still put myself as a... 
Well, Catholic. you're baptised, so you're always a Catholic. Oh, there we go. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Um, but Jenny Andrews uh, sent us an email yesterday saying, Hi, guys. I've just finished listening to the second half of your Holocaust Survivor podcast with Selena Biniaz. Wow, what a fantastic interview. What an amazing woman. I had tears running down my cheeks for most of the second half. I can't begin to imagine what her life was like during those years to survive an unimaginable experience like that and then to pick yourself up and try and continue with a normal life like she has is so admirable. It certainly puts our modern day little problems into perspective and I think that's the whole reason for you and I doing these interviews to put our daily 2017 first world problems into perspective. Congratulations to you both on an amazing and very emotional interview. Um, Thank you for the work that you do. You continue to inspire me and make me more and more determined to make the rest of my life the best of my life. Love, Jen. Ah, cool, hey? So... Can't wait to trip away with her and hang out with her. Absolutely, she's bringing her sister Julie. I didn't tell you this because it only happened last night. Um, Last night, I'm at uh, the Elements, uh, Elements Byron Bay, to go to watch Heal, uh, run by the wellness couch's very own Bridget Wood, co-host of Nourishing the Mother. I am there, Damo. You'd be proud of me. I'm like, all right. Um, you know, I've got a kid-free night. It's a very social evening. There's an hour of like socialising before the movie starts. You know what I did. Um, I, no. I went to get a glass of wine. Huh. So, Hello. here's the deal. Here is the amazing thing of how the world works. Cause Did my you have sto- a wine with somebody else? You weren't doing it by yourself, though, were you? Uh, well, I actually drank the wine. No one else drank the wine that I was drinking, but there were many other people <laughs> in the 100 people that were there drinking wine. Oh, good. So, I wasn't, so like the lone, I wasn't the lone drinker, correct. No, great. Um, some were drinking beer. Some were drinking wine. Anyway, so reminds here's the deal, right? Reminds me of a game I played once. Yep. Oh. Called, um, cards Against Humanity. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. Yeah, um, let's, let's not let, yeah, that, let's, all our politically correct my, our friends will definitely not like that one. All right, no. so here's what happens, right? I am, I'm at the bar, I'm about to order my wine um, and I get a tap on the shoulder and this lady says, Marcus, and I look and it's Chantel and I go, Chantel, and Chantel and I've never met, Chantel is coming to Ikaria next oh, year. Chantel, oh, right. who, who now works for Fusion, worked for Bioceuticals, who are pretty much the same yes. company. Yeah. And, and Chantel takes me to and says, Marcus. I said, Chantel, what are you doing? I've seen her on social media, so I know what she looks like. Yeah. And um, she's up, up in Byron for work, doing some work with Fusion. And, uh, and here she is um, in Byron Bay, and we're going to Ikaria next year together. And and I said, wow, this is phenomenal. So I went and watched the documentary. And then after the documentary, I said, Chantel, let's hang back and have a, a, a water. By this stage, it was 10.30 at night. It might yes. have been 11 o'clock. Let's, let's just have a glass of water and get to know each other. And so just yesterday, ran into someone who I was not expecting to literally have a real-life experience with until we were on the other side of the world in mm. June next year. And it happened in my own backyard. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. Isn't it amazing how the world works. Yeah, I love that sort of stuff. I miss BJ. Uh, he was over here the other day, Barry Rushton yes. and Karen Rushton. They were here but for a party and they gave me a little window of time, opportunity. But it was my birthday weekend so I didn't get a chance to catch up with them. But uh, there's people coming from all over the place to come and join us in Ikaria. It's going so exciting. New Zealand, that's right. BJ and Karen um, mm-hmm. from New Zealand. It's going to be, as I said to Chantel last night, an incredible group is um, – it's just these these events always have the, the group is always probably the, the the best part of the 
of the trips, the people that you that you trip with. So, um, if you are hearing about this for the first time, as Chantal did, her very first 100 Not episode was us talking about Icaria and she was like, bang, I'm coming. Um, so, if that's you and you're hearing us for the first time, head on over to 100notout.com, find out all about it and if it is up for you, if you're ready for the best experience of 2018, head yeah, on over and, uh, miles. and uh, apply to join us. All right, we better go on to Eddie Jarko as you and I will talk forever. I'll get a tune right in. And actually, I'm just going to do one more thing because you may okay. have had this done a couple of times, but um, we haven't done it on this podcast since it happened. So, for all, on behalf of all of our listeners, Damien Christoph, this is for you. Happy birthday to you. Hey, happy birthday <laughs> to you. Woo! Happy birthday, dear Damo. Happy birthday to you. Woo! May your wishes <laughs> come true. <laughs> You're the best, Marcus Pierce. Thanks, and mate. Now, my pleasure, legend. And now we hand you over to the great Eddie Jaku. All right, I'm here with the great Eddie Jaku. Eddie, we have had a wonderful day together, and I can't thank you enough for giving me so much of your time. We've had a, a, a lunch, we've had a tour of the Jewish Museum, and first of all, I just want to say thank you for being so generous with your time. No, it's my pleasure. It's wonderful to to have friends with me, and you are wonderful. Oh, you are a wonderful friend. I, I just I, I can't in in the world today where everyone is so busy to even spend. We've spent I think about three hours together, and to have three hours these days is a real privilege. Um, how do you find when you when you're taking people through the museum and you're talking a lot to younger people? How do you find that regardless of the, the challenges you've gone through in your life, you um, encourage them to spend quality time with family and friends. That's been a conversation we've had today. How do you find that you educate people on the value of quality time? Well, it's very hard. It is hard because I relive the places where I was or where I've been, some good and some bad. And so, but I believe that if my mum, who died in a gas chamber at 43, wherever she is, up there or down there, she would speak to me, she would say, do that for me. People, natural, are good. But when they hear yours, you make them maybe that little better. In this world today, like the girl said in her letter, that my work is needed today more than ever. I believe in that. And so I hope this man up there will give me a few more years and I can continue because I can see that more and more the people who meet me are happy and kind. I don't know if they always been like that, but if that follow me, that is worthwhile the effort. It is very special that you say that if people meet you, they feel a sense of um, joy and happiness and the letter that you just referred to was written by an 18 year old who came with her school group to um, learn about the Holocaust and, and you were taking them on the tour and sharing your story. Um, you spoke about, j- just briefly you referred to your experiences um, in the Holocaust, you lost your parents, your mum was one of 13, you lost all of your aunties and uncles, um, your sister survived. Um, you, you came out here to Australia. Uh, we've shared a lot of your story. I think it's episodes 103 and 104 of 100 Not Out. But if, if people are going through challenges in their life right now, we can easily say nothing, nothing no challenge today in, in our, I suppose, our Western world is anything like what 
many Jewish people, millions of Jewish people experienced uh, 70 odd years ago. How would you encourage people to go to really embody the fact that we are just so lucky to be alive? That's why people are, don't care. People became careless. People speak about their parents. They don't. They lost a little bit of their respect. But the most important is they lost patience. The young people today. Whatever is easy to get has no value. Mm. But what you work hard for, that has plenty value. And so I don't wish everybody, but if the parents have worked hard, when you arrive now in Paris, a loudspeaker says, did you come in first class? If your answer is no, your children will. <laughs> so, and that is, but this is not their fault. They got it easy. The parents have not made holidays and they worked hard and then they passed away and left a big amount of money to somebody who has never worked hard in his life. How would you like? And easy come, easy go. And that is, that is the principle of life. So I'm not saying that we have to make it hard, but me, my father used to say to me when I was eight years old, Eddie, there's more pleasure in giving than taking. I thought he was cuckoo. Now, now that I have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, I like to give with warm hands. My children don't have to wait till I die. I like to see what they do with the money. Yeah. This is giving me more pleasure to enjoy my own money, giving now that I can see what happened with this money. Uh, um, you mentioned this earlier, and again, this is just a, a short interview, but we've spent three hours together and you shared an example of, I think it was your grandson. Was it your grandson who was in the law? And, oh, yeah. and, 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 and you spoke about being able to, as you said, give whilst you're still alive rather than at the end and the joy that that brings to you and the rest. Um, you are uh, almost 98. Yes. Um, as you know, our podcast is 100 Not Out. And I just said to you, you have no, um, it looks like you have no desire to stop working, to stop taking people on the tour. Is it because you feel obligation might not be the right word, but do you feel obliged to no. your parents or your, no. what is it that drives you to continue no. to, to do I believe that being involved and being not obliged, that but volunteer to get up and do something keeps you alive. It keeps me going. Yeah. I have to renew my energy by wanting to do. And what you want to do voluntarily comes free yeah. and comes easy. If you're obliged to do because you have to go at eight o'clock to work at this and that, it's not so easy. Mm. So now that I do that for my own will and so, it's easy for me and I enjoy it and enjoyment you cannot buy. I have created my enjoyment in seeing people happy. Many people, i give you an example. We have twice a year come here bullies from a place where children have been thrown out. And their parents or guidance say always to me, Eddie, you will have trouble. And when they come with me, 
and I sit them down and I say, when I speak, no one else speak. But the one who doesn't want to listen to me, upstairs is a coffee, I pay the coffee. You go and have them. But you don't sit here speaking while I speak. Wow. And the teachers and their guardians, guardians they, they say, what happened? They don't speak. And they listen. And they start and crying. And they're bullies. And they're bullies from 12 to 18. They are people which have been thrown out from home. The parents couldn't help them, or the parents don't want them. And the poor people, they're on the street. The police take them out of the street, put them in those houses provided by the government. And I handle them very easy. And I have a, a, a story which is not very pleasant. And they want to listen, they cry, and they want to come back. And they want to invite me, and they want to have lunch with me, yeah. like me. <laughs> yeah, no, but this is wonderful. I tell you, I not even expected this. And this is probably my experience, because I do that now for, because for 30 years after I came to Australia, I didn't speak. 30 years. 30 years. I wanted yeah. to make the most, the most natural family without any interference of hardship or suffering. Mm. I didn't want this. So, I so how, did it, how did it switch? It, it, switched, it switched in a way that it switched in a way that in 1982 1500 Holocaust survivors from Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide and here came together to a gathering. And we say to each other, if we don't tell the people what happened, who will? And God has saved the wrong people. Why were we alive and not the others? And we made an association, the Australian Holocaust Association and Descendants. Our children were already in their 20s and 30s, and they joined us. We wanted them to join us. And we had a world gathering in 1985, and from then behind, this museum is the creation of our association. Wow. And we are proud, and we continue. We are only now 35 survivors left in Sydney, and we work hard to... 35 survivors? That's all. See? But I and this Lottie are the only now with numbers. And so we continue, and we think we are successful to a certain extent. We will never change the whole world or the whole country, see, it's not possible. Because we have now to involve, I go to teacher's lessons, I went to a Catholic uh, assembly in Hornbush, 1200. I address 1200 teachers and we get a lot more requests to come to the school. Because sometimes when they come here, I speak only to half or a quarter, and they got other guys. And when they exchange, they don't find it's the same. Wow. Because never, not every guy is like me. Yeah. Not that I'm better. No, no. but it's, it's but the... I'm different. Yeah. I want to see how the people... When I see people that they are sorry and worried and start crying, I change my story. Yeah. I make it less brutal, less frappant, yeah. and less hurting. 
and if not, I teachers, I talk, I speak to the police, I speak to nurses. We bring here nurses so that they become a bit more flexible. Wow. You know. And I go to nursing homes. I want to see the old people. Yeah. I want to see how many people. And some children come to visit their parents or their grandparents, some don't. Wow. So life has to go on and it will go on when I'm gone like before. But I will make the most contribution I can while I'm here. I'd, I'd like to ask you one more question. You've been so yeah. generous with your time today and this is one that um, we've spoken about a bit today, but you don't hate. No. And this is a common response with any Holocaust survivor that I've researched or interviewed. A massive part of their healing journey, so to speak, has been to remove, not reduce, but remove hate from That's their life. Can you share? We, yes, we believe that hate is a disease. It's spreading. It's put into you and you spread it and it become more and more. I don't think that you become because you hate, you become violent, but nearly. It's not far from violent. Hate inspires violence. Hate can become such an extent that two or three people together become violent and kill somebody. This has to be eradicated. And it has to be eradicated at home. Education doesn't start at school. It starts at home. I can assure you I can speak till I'm blue in my face. If the parents say, I hate Jews, the children will say, I hate Jews. I hate Muslims. You don't have to like Jews, you don't have to like, but you must not hate. And this is just a word which you can. And when I have here a group of people or children or students, I'll tell them, promise me not to use this word hate from today. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, that's important yeah. to me, to the world, to humanity. Uh, you're a beautiful man and you've been <laughs> an absolutely, um, you've been so kind today and I just want to thank you on behalf of all of our listeners and everyone um, that is exposed to your message. You're a living treasure, um, you're a living legend and um, just shy of 98, we look forward to interviewing you again on your 100th birthday oh. on 100 Not Out I and agree. I agree. <laughs> for many years to come. Eddie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marcus. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.